Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there. Welcome in to this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm excited you've made this decision to tune in today. I'm your host, Erin Kraber, and I'm a marketing strategist with a passion for supporting small business owners and female-led brands. I started this podcast as a way to share my experiences and also some tips and tricks to help business owners grow and scale. I also open up about life as a busy mom because if you're trying to grow a business or your career while also growing little humans, then you need all the support you can get. And that's no way a criticism. It's a fact. I support all the women wearing all the hats. I don't believe anyone has it all figured out. So I'm all for sharing experiences so we can learn from each other and be in community. Mom life is definitely better and easier when you have others to connect with and share your ups and downs. Before I get into today's topic, I want to take a quick second to give a listener shout out. And today I'm sharing the words left on Apple Podcast Review by The Dancing House Mama. She left these words in her review. Erin has a way of sharing, teaching, and empowering us business owners to show up in a way that attracts our best clients. She's relatable, she's real, and she's going to lead you well. She titled her review, What Every Brick and Mortar Business Owner Needs to Know. I so appreciate you, Dancing House Mama, and your kind words. I'm looking forward to reading and sharing more from those who tune in, and the more you rate, review, and share this podcast, the more women I can serve. Your engagement is much appreciated, and I hope to shout you out in an upcoming episode. I promise you, I read every single rating and review. This review is actually a great lead into the topic I want to cover today, because I'm going to speak directly to my brick-and-mortar business-owning friends. It's time to talk email marketing. And when I say I'm targeting this message towards brick and mortar businesses, it's because it's a topic I get asked about pretty often. In fact, I was being interviewed on another podcast last week, and one of the questions I was asked was about the ways a business should be marketing themselves outside of social media. I didn't even have to pause and think of an answer. While there are more than one good answers, of course, the first one that came to mind was email marketing. I honestly think my response sort of caught the host off guard, or maybe it was how quickly I threw it out there. But either way, we got into a really good discussion about why email is a critical strategy for marketing a local business specifically. For the purpose of today's conversation, I want to introduce you to the strategy of email marketing and get you comfortable with adding this tool to your marketing toolbox. Now, I'm not going to give a tutorial on how to set up an email marketing tool exactly, but I hope this brief overview on why it's important and any objections you might have will lead you to do some research on your own. So first things first, as a marketing strategist, the question I get asked by business owners often is simply, 
do I need an email list? Or more often in response to my question of do you have an email list is, well, why do I need one? The simple answer is yes, you need one. An email marketing strategy alone isn't a marketing plan, but email should be a component of your plan to reach new customers and engage with current customers. Here are a couple of stats that I learned from Constant Contact, and Constant Contact is one of the many email marketing tools out there in the marketplace. There are roughly 306 billion emails open every day. That's billion with a B. 21% of open emails are open within the very first hour of delivery. And by the end of hour three, that number jumps up to nearly 41%. Mobile devices account for about 60% of email opens. 60% of consumers say they've made a purchase as a result of a marketing email they received. And that you can contrast with the 12.5% of consumers who say they'd consider using the buy button on social media. When someone offers up their email to you, that's their way of raising their hand, saying they're interested in what you have to offer. This is some powerful data. So you might be asking yourself if email is so key to selling and engaging with more customers, why am I not doing it? I've got a couple of ideas to share on that. I think there are three main objectives or fears around using email as a marketing tool. They seem to be pretty common, but the good news is that I'm here to walk you through them and hopefully adjust your mindset. My objective is to open your eyes to the opportunity rather than any roadblocks that might stand in your way. If you are a busy woman who spends a lot of time on her feet, then let me tell you about Rothy's. Rothy's are comfortable and cute shoes that are sustainably made. They offer flats and sneakers in a variety of styles that are perfect for work or with a pair of jeans. Now, I'll be honest and say that I was a little surprised at the price tag at first, but I went with the simple pointed toe black flats, and I have yet to purchase another pair of black flats since. They are comfortable, durable, and even machine washable. I've had mine for over two years now, and they still look brand new. Take $20 off your first pair of shoes from Rothy's when you visit aaronkraber.com forward slash podcast. Your feet, your back, and the environment will thank you. The first objection you might have to starting an email list or an email marketing strategy is that you're already posting all the important information on social media. Posting to social is definitely a must. Social media is a necessary part of a good marketing strategy as well. But, you knew a but was coming, less than 2% of your followers are seeing your content on any given day. And you don't own your social media following. And what I mean by that is if Facebook or Instagram or TikTok went away tomorrow, you would have no way of reaching the people who follow you now. In addition to that, social doesn't provide you with any details about how engaged someone who likes or comments or shares something on your social channels actually is. If you own a hair salon and you post a photo with a dog in it, there's a good chance that someone could like or engage with that content who isn't in your local area or even has any clue about what you offer. They might just really like your dog. So if that's the case, can you really count that follower as a current or future customer? Probably not. A like doesn't indicate an intent to purchase in the same way that subscribing to an email list, opening an email, 
or clicking through an email does. Objection number two is that the tech is just totally overwhelming. As a not very tech literate person myself, I can't say I disagree with you, but there's that but again, just like any other skill you've learned in your business, email marketing can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. Email marketing has a couple of components to it. First, there's collecting the email data from the prospective customer. The data needs to be stored somewhere in some type of database for you to use when you're ready to push out communication to the email inside of that database. Then there's the process of creating the emails to send. A novice might stop there, but those with more advanced intentions might also add in steps that involve analyzing the data to look at open rates or click-throughs of the individual email messages. And then one step beyond that is using automations, which is a way to segment your lists and coordinate the communications in a flow designed to react automatically with different triggers based on how the email is received. It can be a lot if you're just starting but you don't have to go all in right off the bat. In episode 14 of the Motherhood Merge podcast, I shared some low-tech ways to generate leads, and all of them were simple ways to get people to give you their information. You can start with a simple pen and paper list that you put into Excel and communicate to that list using your free Gmail account. That's email marketing. It's not to the same scale as a brand like Gap, but it's also not any less effective for your audience. If you've shopped at Gap or Old Navy, it's highly likely they have your email in their database. How many times have you seen an ad on social media for a product or sale, and then within a few days, you find an email for the same product or sale sitting in your inbox? And then if you do open it and shop but not buy, you might get a reminder email about your cart a few days after that. That's because they have a robust and intricate email marketing strategy. I manage a wide variety of email campaigns in my day job. I now can track engagement with different websites and social media posts and provide targeted messaging via email based on clicks and likes and purchases. But I didn't start there. I started with a pen and paper list asking people to sign up for more information. And then I sent a couple of emails a year when we had something big happening. I also didn't start with the most robust tool on the market. There are tons of great free products to help you get started, and they all come with easy-to-follow tutorials and templates to keep the tech overwhelm to a minimum. MailChimp, Constant Contact, and MailerLite are a few of my favorites when you're just starting out. They really help take the guesswork out of how to collect emails and what to do once you have them. Another option, if you're overwhelmed by the idea of the tech, is to outsource your email marketing completely. There are many experts in this specific field who can jump in and provide a done-for-you service that won't break the bank. Objection three, and this is a big one, is you tell me you don't know what to say. From my standpoint, that's not a good enough reason not to start collecting emails. This tells me you're overthinking it. Again, you can make the email communications as simple or as detailed as you want, and it's going to depend on your specific objectives. Communication typically meets one of three objectives. It can inform, it can entertain, or it can educate. It can also be a combination of these as well. It's not that different from a content strategy you might have in place for other channels like a blog or social media. 
In fact, there is no rule that states all emails have to only be original content. No way. You can and should repurpose because like I shared earlier, not everyone is seeing everything you put out into the world. If you have a good post on a specific social media platform that's getting great engagement, turn it into an email and vice versa. If you own a bakery, a good first email might be something similar to an introduction to the business and include educational information like your location, hours, and different items that you sell. The next email might focus on one specific product like cookies or cupcakes. And every once in a while, you might share a special discount offer for a product or service or some fun behind the scenes updates to keep customers entertained. The bottom line with email marketing is that you don't have to figure it all out to just get started. No matter what objection you can come up with, at the end of the day, you just have to be willing to give it a try. There are so many benefits to collecting emails. By giving you an email, that person is giving you permission to communicate, and permission is critical. They raise their hand because they already have some level of interest in who you are and what you offer. Look at the email address as a starting point to the customer relationship, and you only build on it from there. You nurture it so it grows into something profitable for you. If this episode has you slowly coming around to the idea of adding email marketing to your strategy, then I absolutely did my job. And also, you might be wondering what exactly to do next. I highly recommend starting with some basic research. Tune into podcasts, read blogs, and take a dive into some of the tools available to help you get started. Or tag in an expert. Reach out to me or someone like me to learn more and discover all the ways to use email to your advantage. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.